All right, let's do it, Zach. It is Monday. Oh, dude, I, I have no energy today. All right, Monday, November 2nd. Welcome, everyone, to the Living Room Sports Talk here. McCauley, Zach Rothenberg. This is a hell of a way for me to get started right with uh, with our audience that's joining us uh, for the first time tonight on YouTube Live, which is exciting. Zach, you know, we got to welcome them in. And uh, obviously, we still got a new audience coming in from Facebook Live. So this is exciting, though. We got a little, little, little new action. Obviously, you know, it's nice to see everyone um, from the Twitch, Twitch action, too. So, um, all right. Here we are. Week eight is in the books, basically. Why did I say week nine in these recaps? I gotta fix this in the title. Jesus, I'm better than this, Zach. Oh, I see week eight. Did you see week eight? Oh, yeah. whatever. We're good. We're good. Let's keep rolling. All right, we got trust already cooking in the chat here. All right, let's go. Living room sports talk here. Kim McCauley, Zach Rothenberger. All right, it's like I said, it's November second. I'm always kind of refreshing this show, you know, just kind of you know. Give it a little reboot. All right, so Zach, uh, football's in the books. You can tell I'm not myself when the Packers lose. And, and you can see, first of all, I'm wearing blue because I'm, I'm feeling blue. Um, <laughs> and here we are. We got always your number one fan in the chat, too. Um, but, you know, we're, we're rocking and rolling here. And, dude, I'm I'm not okay. You know I'm not okay. And I actually have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, blood boiling right now. And I'm going to get to that in a little bit later in the show. But, all right, we've got to go through the recaps of Week 8. Uh, a lot of eventful games, right? And we had a lot of meaningful games, too. Um, oh, I know. Trust it's, it is cold. That's another point. It's it's a cold one out there here in uh, the Northeast tonight, Zach. Yeah, um, it's like blistering out there with the wind too. Oh my god! It felt like January a little bit, didn't it? It, it did. It did. It really did. Last night I could see my uh, my breath in the air. It's, it's not a good sign. And the thing is, you're a good sport here. I'm rambling on for the first like four or five minutes of the show. Also, my bad for being 20 minutes late here. I'm 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 all over the place right now. But um, you got your Giants jersey on. Your boys are playing Monday Night Football. We're gonna. That was the other part of what we got cooking for the show tonight, right? We obviously got our, our recast, but we also got the preview for Monday Night Football. So, yeah, I mean, you guys see the smile? Come on, smile. You can do this. I don't know. I, I like I said before we started the show. I got my clown outfit on still from Saturday. You know, <laughs> wearing my jersey, wearing wearing my you know my my team uniform that I know is probably gonna get slaughtered tonight. But I'm hoping not, obviously. But you know. You know, I think I, I think I know they're going to cover. But, I like that for sure. Yeah. But I think we like the reasoning too in the article. I did, yeah, I thought it was good. I yeah, really we'll get all right, and we'll get to that a little bit later when we preview the show towards the end of uh, of the podcast tonight. But uh, all right, like we always do, and we'll kind of walk it in for all our new audience that's either on Facebook uh, or YouTube. So we used to start our show with a little segment called Clickbait Cleanup, where we find either tweets or articles or you know, posts out there on the old internet that are just meant to get clicks. Hence the clickbait. Yeah. Uh, and we're cleaning it up. Right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they can figure out the, the play on the words, but we're like the um, watch for clickbait. Yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. You know, we're on the watch. So um, all right, but, but to that point, you want to get, get uh, you want to get things kicked off? Yeah, let's do it. Uh so ESPN posted on Instagram, and I'm sure I think they did on Facebook, all their social media. It was a picture of LeBron wearing a Seattle Seahawks. Um uniform with the pads and everything and looking all jacked up and it was basically they were saying dk metcalf dk metcalf dk metcalf dk metcalf earned the nickname baby Bron from lebron james first off this is typical clickbait because when you see a picture of lebron wearing a seattle seahawks uniform and the pads and everything you would think oh wow what lebron football playing but no it's not not remotely even close to that it's just him saying that dk is apparently baby Bron, whatever that's supposed to mean so it's just nonsense, and like I said, the pictures there just make people think, oh, LeBron, football, wow, is he going to play? No, oh, that's totally different, never mind, okay. So 
basic clickbait. It's another way for LeBron to poke his poke his head out in the media to try to get attention. So, yeah, you're right. You're always right. So I was just tweeting this out too a little bit there. Dude, you're you're so right. I it, dude, it drives me nuts. And and here's the other thing, right? Like it's what is it? It's just junk for the brain. Like right? Like what what what, what kind of substance is that? It's like candy. But it's not. It's a taste good. It's like milk duds. We have, we have a chat. We have a chat on caramel candy. Well, I'm trying to think of like a candy. Uh, I hate like a payday peanut butter and and and, and uh, caramel. Oh, sorry. Really- we have a chat on uh, on Facebook from Lauren Eller. It says the Giants look subpar this year. Oh, I like that. I like that. You know what, Lauren? Subpar is actually very nice. I appreciate you saying subpar because you could say a lot worse. So I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, and that's it's funny. I I'm, I feel like the Packers defense is subpar right now. That's where I'm at right now. That's hey, a good compliment right now, to be honest. Um, but all right, let me ask you. So, uh, let's do. We will go three caps first. Well, I'll, I guess I'll do my clickbait real quick. So, I feel like I'm going to alienate some Philadelphia fans here, okay. and I don't mean to be. So let me just let me throw it out there. And I know you, I I like the little like you're, I don't know if you like you're kind of grinning. Yeah, I see the smile in there. <laughs> Um, you know where I'm going with this. Look, all right. So there's always this running joke, right? Like that Philadelphia likes to be the bad boy, right? As the fans, if you will. Um, and they sometimes wear the persona that no one likes them. And they don't care. I also hear a good bit that they don't like it. That Joe Buck apparently doesn't like, which I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's all right. That's my own personal opinion. People respectfully can disagree. Nevertheless. Okay. I'll even just pretend to side with them for the sake of the argument, right? Like, okay, fine. If he doesn't like you, like, basically the point of writing that people bring up the snowballs and Santa Claus. And once again, I also think that's kind of malarkey. Um, it, but the funny thing, it's just my point being, it's the principle, right? Like, if you don't like being the bad boy, and, and right, like, they, I mean, because, right, you hear it all the time on the sports talk station that everyone, like, doesn't think they get the love from this broadcaster or this person on ESPN hates them. And that's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not even disagreeing. I would, I would, I, I don't think it's fair that snowballs and Santa Claus is, is brought up. I, because, I mean, right, it was, it was a guy who was hammered in the stands. <laughs> Right, like, it, there's so much that is blown out of proportion. And they're right. You see it on Twitter when there's a fight in L.A., no one talks about it. There's a fight in Philly. Oh, it's all over the place. But if you're the bad boy, the bad boy gets in trouble for the things usually the good kids might not get in trouble for, right, in high school. Mm-hmm. If your shirt's untucked to Shanahan, Zach, you might get away with it if you're uh, in student council. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. That's just, that's that's just my thought. analogy right there. Your shirts talked. That's great. And, and Jamie in the chat as well says the pack D is beyond subpar. I know, I know it is. I know. You know what? So let yeah, let's jump into the let's jump into those uh week nine or week. I why do I keep thinking it's week eight? Dude, I, it's because I'm thinking about week nine already on Very Thursday. Like, that's how I got I got some I got some mojo, but it's not the good one for Mojo Monday. But it's that point where like I said we got a great show, so we just did clickbait. We'll do Mojo Monday as well. Um a little bit later. All right, so let's actually, I want to get a little running start. We'll do like one or two recaps, three, and then, then I'll, I, just, I, I need to you know, loosen up and get ready for this one. Yeah. Um, all right. But let, let's start with some NFC East chatter, right? So Eagles and Cowboys played last night. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it was the most exciting game in the world. Right. But it ends at 23, nine. Yeah. Uh, Eagles get the win and they needed that one, especially when they were, and it's funny because my dad even said when they had that tie, I was like, Oh my God, you can't tie the Bengals. Basically, right now you have like a stroke lead, and now it's a stroke and a half. Well, now I guess it's a half stroke. Now you know, you know, what I mean, and then great. I'm, I'm sounding like an idiot right now, but yeah, no, that's, that's a big win for them. That's a big win. 
Yeah, that, that tie is proving to be pretty pretty important, I think, with this division. You know, I think Washington is their best competition at this point in time. Obviously, I wish it was the Giants, but, you know, you know how that goes at this rate. So, um, that defense yeah, looked great. It was one of those deals. Yeah, it was one of those deals where, you know, it was an ugly win, but who cares? A win's a win. They need it, you know. So, and that's three, four, and one isn't looking too shabby right now. Yeah, and Jalen Rager involved was a good – I mean, yeah, I, I mean, look – here, so I got a couple of thoughts. The good, there's good and there's bad, right? So defense was good. Defense was great. Yeah. Travis Bowen was great. I mean, you can see in the highlights right now, he was phenomenal. Um, and they really found a star with him. And and Dallas is in rough shape, dude. They suck. But but the other Dallas see the Eagles, Carson Wentz with two picks. He doesn't look good. And, and you know, and obviously you look at right now with the defense and that that play at the end, but this game was close. I mean, I don't know if Ben Denucci, I mean, exactly had a great game, but you know, it's it's. Uh, they, they were just. Well, like, all right, let me ask you this. Real quick. No, sorry, make your points. I didn't mean to just cut you off. I was gonna say with Denucci, I think they just weren't in sync. I mean, what do you expect from a third string? You know, he was he had a great college career. I'm not downplaying his career, but he just doesn't get that much time with the number one, you know, uh, rotation. Obviously, so you can tell there was a lot of things weren't clicking. He favored Michael Gallup a lot. That was about it. But you know. So let me dive into a deeper level too with this. So what are the takeaways from this game? Right. Like, I mean, and, and I mean, I know like the obvious might be Dallas sucks. Like, and I, and I get, they also have some, some injuries and et cetera, but they're, they're done. Right. Yeah. They're done for sure. I think even, even with Dalton comes back. I mean, Andy Dalton, we saw well he played. Right. He got hurt. So yeah, they're done. And then I feel like Mike McCarthy is not going to get fired because of how much they flourished or Dak flourished, I should say. And yeah. that you can fire a Nolan revamp your defense they'll probably just draft the hell out of their defense you know and, and they move on from there but um so all right what, what where are you with this eagles team they're uh, winning see here's the thing right we always talk about this we talked about it all summer and i wish i had a clipboard right now Th- this team finds ways to grind out wins and even if the division's not good they find ways to win and that's what that that's why doug peterson's such a good coach at the end of the day and and when and, and look when i say the word coach i like right because one week we're, we're questioning maybe why I didn't do this, why I didn't do that. They find ways to just get through the season, get through their schedule, and get to a playoff game. And that's that's what it is, right? Yeah, no, that's it. You're exactly right. And guess what? I mean, the team's going to start to get healthy, too. They're, they're going into a bye week. Everyone's going to freshen up, recover. We saw Dallas Goddard was back last night. Alshon Jeffrey, I would imagine, would be back after the bye week. That's going to be a huge plus for them with, the, with his, you know, just how big he is and great of a – of a target he is, you know? So yeah, no, I, I think the Eagles are a team that's three, four, and one. If you want to call it hitting, they're hitting their stride. They're basically poised to make a run. I think in the second, in this second half of the season because of their health too. Well, so I think it gets interesting and I'm not, I'm going to say this little pep talk for you for maybe later on the show. And by the way, I love it. I love what uh, Cole was saying in the chat. That's great. I mean, did you see that with uh, uh Twitter was a little dude. No, I didn't see that. Oh, uh, he's um, yeah. Well, it was it was interesting. Go on the internet; you can take a look at it. Um, <laughs> uh, but to that point, uh, yeah. So the other thing I take with with this team is right. They play the Giants next. And that's the little pep talk thing I was going to say. So if they win this game, then they start stacking up those division wins, and then the only team I think that might stop them is Washington, which I don't think is going to happen. I think I, I think what we're seeing is the Eagles are, are like I said, starting to move in that right direction with, with, I guess, right. A lot of them might be questioned, but like, what, what are you talking about here? Like, like, what's the end game, right? Like, are they going to play off games? I don't know, but you, we always talk about is just get in there and then we'll see what happens. Right. 
Um, I think Washington's good. Oh, not good, but I think they're. I think yeah. they're gonna maybe be better out of this bye. Um, and then to that point that the Giants, if they win tonight, this is what I was trying to get at. Sorry, uh, if the Giants win tonight, you're kind of back. Like it's it's you can redo what happened on Thursday. Yeah, this is what's crazy. It's like we're one and six, <laughs> and we're still we're still there's still a chance if somehow we can win tonight there's still a chance if we can take that momentum in, you know, get to the Eagles, the other next game. And, and here's the thing too, because I think if you're a Giants fan, what you want is Dave Gettleman to get fired. That's the ultimate end game for this season. Cause right. Not to be that guy. You're probably not going anywhere regardless, even if you did somehow get back in the division race, but at the same point, um, if you're an Eagles fan, right, you you're getting healthier. And Doug Peterson said that today in his press conference, that that's true, right? They're, they're getting healthier. If they beat you guys next week, then they really are right in the driver's seat. I think. Yeah, no. Oh, Sorry, I mean, like, like, have a big old grin. Like, well, what do you think, Zach? <laughs> like, no, like, completely. Yeah, I mean, this is the Eagles' division to lose. I think at this point in time, I think, like you said, Washington. Unless the Giants can pull off a miracle tonight, this is between Washington and Philadelphia for sure. I love what Joe's saying in the chat to sign that man to extension. Yeah, Travis Fulham is. Whew, yeah, hey, you know, the Eagle, I feel like the Eagles do have a good like. I feel like they produce depth and, and good depth of talent as we've seen over the last couple of years with the injuries. I mean, I will give them that it's, I think it's pretty impressive as much as, you know, some fans will bash and joke about it. Like they, they have produced some pretty good, some talent from the, the practice squad or undrafted. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, all right. But that's what it's, you want to go to a team that has not had a lot of talent going on for them. The jets. Oh my God. We, the thing is, it's funny. There's always highlights I cut up and I think we got to do it. And like, I start thinking like when we kind of like, not that I really spent a whole lot of time, like putting the games in some type of order, they usually kind of just click in their like own little special way in my head. But this one's always like, Oh God, you can't put this anywhere and make it sound interesting. Um, so the chiefs rolled. That's it's kind of what the big takeaway here was, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't really close. Although, I mean, to be fair, the Jets did kind of keep it close a little bit in the first half until the last minute. It was 14-9, I think, in the beginning of the second quarter. Yeah. You know, um, for whatever that means. But my my takeaway is this. is like the Chiefs' defense isn't great. They're not horrible, though. And if Adam Gase is really this this offensive genius, like – you know, come on, you can, you should be able to do something better than, than what they, what you did. I mean, I know his talent might not be there, but good coach brings out the best in his players and he's clearly not a good coach. So you, st- you still try it. Was this a little sarcasm or like not sarcasm in that part, but you mean like, like cause like a uh, dud dude, he sucks. Like well, I, mean, I was going to say, if he's really an offensive genius. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean like we, but we all know Adam Gase is like, he is toast. <laughs> yeah. Just look at him, man. Look at, look at his press conferences. All, you know, Bug eyes, like, like woo! Yeah, not good. Creepy. There. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'll, let me throw some stats. So what do you think, real quick? Some Sam Darnold, right? Ooh. He went eighteen for thirty, one hundred and thirty-three yards. Is it over for him? Yeah, he's yeah, he's a part of the blowing. Like, like he's going down with the gay ship, or is there one more? Maybe one more guy can get through to him. Like he's got the Sam Bradford one last chance, like the cat with nine lives type of feel. Nah, nope, not in my opinion. No, I think if if Trevor Lawrence is willing to to be on the jets. I think you got to go Trevor Lawrence and just blow it all up and, and basically build the team around him and whatever he wants and whatever scheme he'd like, you know, do anything you can to please him. So this is just, it's just, they're too far gone. Unless somehow they can put a couple, a couple wins together. I don't know, but I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. <laughs> they, could, they could very well go. Oh, and 16. Mahomes was also, I mean, he went off to, to say the least. I mean, knowing him as my fantasy guy right now, 
31 for 42, 412 yards with five touchdowns and 41 fantasy points. So thanks, Pat. I really appreciate that. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot. But I, I will say, just to be fair, right, because if the Chiefs were to lose this game, we'd be like, well, you know, I get it. Maybe they just took them lightly. It's one of those weird games. I don't know. Like, they didn't. They, they took care of business. They covered the spread. Not that I, I bet on it, but I'm just saying, right, like, like they, they did their thing. Like, right, they, 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 they gave them a good old butt kicking. Yeah. No, they did. They did their job. They did what they were supposed to do. So, all right. And speaking of teams that pulled away, the 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 old Colts. You, that was our lock. If you did, if you saw our bonus show, and if not, you can check back. Uh, it's in the archives. But um, the Colts looked pretty good yesterday. I mean, yeah. albeit they really. And, and to be fair, pulling away on the road in the fourth quarter, they looked good. Yeah, they did. You know, they had that pick six. Uh, I believe it was towards the end of the third quarter, early fourth. That really just kind of separated it, and then they just kind of ran with it from there. You know, yeah. all three running back. Well, Jonathan Taylor didn't have the best game, and it came out today that he he has a uh, an ankle injury apparently. But Wilkins and Hines, like they they blew it up, man. That that one touchdown Hines scored was just was extremely athletic and amazing. And I really do think that Philip Rivers is is finding his footing now in Indianapolis. Three touchdowns, no turnovers yesterday. You know, two hundred sixty two yards. So good for them. You, you love you love you some Philip Rivers. I do. I'm still stuck in that 2004 draft class, so you know it's all right. Manning jerseys right back here, so. <laughs> and it's let's spin it to Detroit for a minute. It's like they are who we thought they were, but but I mean, I heard Peter Schrager say it. I think it was on Friday last week on Good Morning Football, saying like, "Are they the same old Lions? Because if they lose this game, they're the same old Lions." And and they are, I, I think, right? I mean, they're three and four. They were feeling good about themselves. You're at home. That's a game you're – if you're a good team, you win that game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you don't lose Matt, by 20. I think it's a Matt Patricia issue. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, they got a big game, though, next week now. They're three and four. They're playing the Vikings. They're two and five. That's a big game. Big game. Let's do it. Let's do it. Did you see that the, the Lions leading rusher? You know how many yards he had? No, I didn't. 11 yards. Are you kidding me? Agnew, 11 yards rushing. That was their leading rusher that game. The Colts defense is good, but still, like 11 yards, that's your leading rusher. It's, it's, I, mean, I guess I can't say much because Saquon had, I think, you know, two in one game this year. So, Well, you should have just played us because, you know, the Packers would have <laughs> let you just walk right straight through the lane. Ugh. All right, to that point, I was talking about the, you know, the Lions and that being a big game. The reason why, well, sort of, it's almost it's almost like uh, that scene, excuse me, that scene in Batman. Second one with uh, Heath Ledger, where they break the pool table stick, and he's like, "We're having tryouts, right?" <laughs> yeah, that's basically what's going on with the Lions and Vikings, right? Because the Lions lose that game, you're three and five. They're three and five. They're kind of in front of you at the tie. Like you're now in last place. Like you're not. You're not getting out of that. No. Yeah, you're gonna get stuck there. Yeah. Now I'm pretty sure I can use in Minnesota too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely is. Um, that's that's that's, that's a, tough a big game, game for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know why? Because the Vikings feel good about themselves today, Zach. Oh, do they? I didn't know. <laughs> Dude, how many texts did I send you this morning? A lot. It was all right. You Dude, need that more player. than a lot. A lot's like six or seven. It was like 30. <laughs> Not 30, but it was probably close to like right around 20. Yeah, you need therapy. You need that therapy, though, to let it out. So, All right. Well, to that point, do you mind if I do the vocal therapy now? Take it. So – this this game bothered me on a, on a lot of different levels, and I and I'll and I'll, I mean, where where do you want me to start? 
I mean, I sent you like 16 things. I mean, I guess I'll just start at the beginning, at the core, right? So the core is Dalvin Cook torched them, you know, worse than me, like around a campfire with, you know, s'mores or whatever. Um, I know I'm looking at Cole in the chat. This is 100% on me. I didn't do a third down snap. Do you know what? To that point, I'm going to actually point that out. Zach, I didn't do a third down snap. I didn't hike at Valley Forge. Uh, Emily and I didn't hike at Valley Forge, I should say. I mean, it was – I didn't do um, the brats because it was a home game. It was bad. All right, let me real quick just get to this point because as I keep rolling this highlight Dalvin Cook, I want to throw up. Uh, so, okay. Big win for the Vikings, first of all. Let's right, let's just talk about that. They, they played well. They hung in there. right? They took a punch in the face. Packers put like a seven-minute drive together. They went right back down. They tied it up. Packers did the exact same thing. They went right back down and tied it up. I, I, I'll say this. Before – you know what? I got a lot of emotions firing right now. So before this, we had a show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Some things were said. Yeah. Do you want me to remind everyone that, that this game was not going to be easy? Right. I, and I said, we're going to find out, you know, if you can handle this moment. And you knew the Vikings were going to come in and throw lock, stock, and barrel. I'm not going to use the words now for them. I'll, I'll play. If you missed the show yesterday, here's here's what was going on. Sam, just whoop. Uh, I think personally, this is going to be one of those games where they throw punches kind of early, just a few, like a haymaker here, a haymaker there, right? Like Jamal Williams runs free for like 30 yards and we end up scoring with like Adams or something like that. But then they go down and Thielen has like a, like a 60 yard touchdown. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And it's like, and we dance like that kind of moment. It's like, are we going to get that third and nine to keep the foot on the gas and keep it going? If they don't, then we're going to get locked, locked in one of these types of games where it's like, 23 21 and then it's just like is mason crosby gonna hit the field goal and make it 24 23 is he gonna miss it and then we'll like right like all that stuff um you know what i mean like and, yeah, and this is the vikings like, last gas for air yeah they need this this is their most important game of the season if they have any any shot which it's very hard for a one in five team to have any shot but if they have any shot at doing anything this rest of the season they gotta win today all right so where i was wrong was i said the 60 yard touchdown to adam thielen was dalvin cook Talk about dancing on the grave. Jesus. I mean, you saw the highlights. Uh, it was bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't a Super Bowl for the Vikings. All right. Let me try to get the emotion out of it and actually be a man right here and say something. So I'm upset. I'm, I'm upset. And the reason why, right, I'm not trying to be moody. I'm not trying to be over emotional. And you understand yeah. why I'm pissed off today. And it's funny because I was joking around saying, if there's ever a time I go on a rant on this show and probably curse, it's probably me now. Um, <laughs> This, this game bothered me at a level that, that's deep. Uh, I, I said it to you. I said it to Beltran. I said it to, to the Joes. Here's the problem. The defense is not there. It's not there. They don't stop the run. And when you actually stop, right, and people say, oh, Kieran, you're overreacting. Am I? Am I? Okay. So let's see. They've lost six games under, with Matt LaFleur as their coach. And I'm not blaming LaFleur per se. I'm just saying under this umbrella. So you want to say Mike Patton, whatever, right? The last six games – that they are the last the last six games they've lost, which happened. Oh, yeah, let me take I need a sip of water before I jump into this. Get ready. <laughs> All right, Packers fans, here we go. This is how bad it's been. In the six games that we've lost under the floor, we've given up two plus rushing touchdowns in every single game except one. We've given up rushing touchdowns in all six games, uh, but two plus. Uh, you want to guess how many we've given up in six games that we've lost? Oh, maybe 18. Oh, wow. Everyone's going high. It's only 13. The dramatics. Okay. That's all right. 
Oh, still 13 is a lot. I mean, when you yeah. run the about it's over two a game. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. actually quite horrible. Uh, so, I mean, they don't tackle. They had 11 missed tackles yesterday. They're yeah. not going to – and here, let me just go back. Here's the problem, right? I get that they're going to give up some points. They're supposed to be. I get that's the part of the Mike Pettin system. The problem is it's built on getting sacks. It's built on getting pressure more, more than the sacks. And it's and disrupting the quarterback and getting players off the route with man coverage. Dude, it's like they're in four. They're playing eight yards off the line of scrimmage, right? And then, and then furthermore, right? They're not tackling. Like I said, it's eleven missed tackles. He preaches the fundamentals. They're not doing that correctly, right? Preston Smith's not. He's invisible out there. Zedarius Smith's basically invisible out there. Rashawn Gary's been one of the worst uh, rush running edge rushers. I think he ranked in Pro Football Talk. It was definitely over the top. It was awful. It was like one nineteen out of one forty one. I think if I remember the stat correctly. And, and I, I I agree with Andy Herman. He had this sweet. Saying like no, he's not getting Mike Pettin's not getting fired after the like the game against the Vikings where they lost 28-22. But dude, if they lose to the 49ers and they get gashed, you got basically a bye week ahead of you with the with um with obviously playing on Thursday night. It's not out of the realm of uh, a possibility. And I know people are probably sitting here like, dude, you're five and two. Zach, it's the same blueprint. The Eagles did it right last year in that week four game. I saw it, I was there. I mean, I, Jordan Howard is like seven yards of carry, seven yards of carry, seven like it's not every game. <laughs> that's the thing because everyone's going to say, oh, man, come on. You're, you're not appreciative of them, right? They're 5-2. and two. You got Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter. I saw them lose to San Fran twice last year. It's the same blueprint. And I'll double down. I'll double down. It's not just that, dude. It's the it, – it, uh, I hit the, <laughs> the, the brakes there. <laughs> First, oh, the only other thing, they're not getting turnovers, like I said. Like it's, it's it's not just lack of pressure. And you can even see Matt LaFleur saying in the, in the press conference yesterday, they're not getting turnovers. And and it's it's not – I understand if you are built on a team, especially when you have a high-powered offense that will score consistently, right? It makes sense. Look, we just need to get maybe three to five stops, especially when we get one or two turnovers. And then you get sacks and set them up in long-range situations. Dude, the funny thing is the numbers mislead. Board, the, the Vikings were four for eight on third downs. They're one for one on fourth downs. So you got to add that in the equation to, for getting off the field. Two pass interference calls. <laughs> huge. I mean, they, they did not get off the field on third down until I think it was the eight-minute mark of the fourth quarter. That's horrible. That's so inept. You're not – and the thing is, like – Tell me a team that won the Super Bowl that did that one of those games even in week eight. But I, I'm not saying you have to be where you got to be. Yeah. And the thing is, and I'm not one of those guys that jump ship. Look, the reason why I'm exploding is I got the Bucks loss. I understand it happens, right? I, I was sitting there saying, we're overreacting. It's 4-1. Like, we're all right. It was a bad game. But then when you sit there and you look, you're like, wow, we're losing the exact same way when we do lose. And the type of way we're losing is a way that you're going to see in the playoffs. The blueprint's out, and we still can't find a way. It reminds me of the Sixers a little bit, how they can't beat Toronto. They can't beat uh, the Boston Celtics, right? The, uh, sure, you might beat the Bucks on Christmas like they did last year, and it's like, oh, I never mind. They're actually pretty good. No. No, because it's the same kryptonite. It's like Achilles. I was using this analogy earlier with Chad when I was texting him. It's like a, the Achilles heel. Awesome warrior. Really no weak spot, but if you hit him in the ankle, it's over. It's a wrap, and that's what we are with the run. And I don't understand how much – and I'm not even done. I'll keep going. Look, it's the offense too. Look, now the offense has been great. Alan Lazard is great. Obvious, and look, I'm a, like Aaron Jones is great. I know we didn't have him. I know Jamal – like I love our offense. Let me – like I know I kind of came in hot with that take. But what I'm, what I'm adding is 
you got to stop with the relying on MBS, Equinemia St. Brown. Dude, look at this fourth and 10. You got to catch this ball, man. And the third down, they should have converted on this before. Catch the ball and hit you in the hands. I mean, oh, my God. I'm done relying on MBS. I'm done relying on EQ. Like, right. Even I mean, Darius Shepard has actually played all right this year. And Malik Taylor's played all right. But BC, my point is, it's, it's, something's not there, right? Like, and I'm not, it's not the problem, right? It's not the problem at all. I guess my point is, it, you gotta, you gotta find a way to keep going with this offense. So, I mean, it's, it's not enough. When you hit these op- these drives where they get stalled, when you're trying to throw it to MVS, or you're trying to throw it to EQ, you can't have those drops, right? I mean, the tight ends have been great. Jace has been great. Bob Tanya has been great. But it's not good enough. And, it, and, and, and it's all on under because the defense has been the problem, and it still is the problem. That's, the like I said, the number one thing. But, dude, at what point do you – I mean, you see how I'm pissed off, and I don't see this changing. That's that's why I'm angry. Why, I mean, please, let me – I'm going to shut up. Maybe take some water, collect myself, <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to tell you to talk me off the ledge. What do you think? No, I, I totally, totally get your frustrations. I mean, I've had similar ones myself in the last several years. <laughs> um, the nice thing is, though, is that your division, you're, you are basically in the driver's seat. Your seatbelt's buckled. You're, you know, you're enjoying listening to some Bob Marley on the radio or whatever, that's going to be relaxing. You have a smooth ride to the playoffs in that division. I'm you not did. listening to Channel 42 on XM, no. <laughs> Bob Marley Station. No, I'm not. Right, you got your third down playlist on. It doesn't, but it doesn't matter, man. Like we're, we're, I, look, this is going to sound bad. We might win the division. I, I would expect us to win the division. But it doesn't matter. We're not going to win the NFC Championship. You're going to still run into that force, and it's it doesn't matter if it's Seattle this year. And not to mention, you can't lose these games if you want the playoffs to run through Lambo. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but I I really think that you need you know not that they needed to lose this game, but I think sometimes you need these losses that are you know kind of dumb losses to light a fire you know more of a fire than before, and and hopefully you know hopefully propel the team and make sure you know they don't make these mistakes again like the drop passes and the missed tackles and like the fundamental dumb mistakes. You know, I, I still have faith in them for sure. The my I was gonna ask you, is there a target for the trade? Like the trade deadline? I don't know. That's the so. thing. I, I don't I'm not it's one of those things, right? You gotta talk about the price, right? I'd love to for a six round pick or for a second round pick. Like right, like was, you know, it, I don't know. It's and that's what's tough. Look, and I'm not jumping ship. I'm basically saying something's gotta change. Yeah. Right? It's like, hey, I don't like getting cut for the team. Well, then go work out in the offseason and don't get cut and be conditioned before tryouts. Like, it's that feeling. You got – something's got to change. Now, let me ask you this. Let's jump in the chat real quick for a second. Um, I, I want to hear what Amanda Eleven was saying here. So, it's funny. This is the one point I completely kind of, like, buy. I mean, we talked a little bit about once his picks. What's your confidence? Not, like, I like – we need to – like, I need to just calm the waters down. Let's get you back in your NFC East waters here for a second. What's your take on Wentz? Like what, like what, what do you, I mean? Cause like the turnovers are starting to get a little bit alarming. Yeah, for sure. I, here's the thing. Once yes, the turnovers are obviously bad. Listen, I have a quarterback who's the same way with, with his, how he handles the ball when he plays a game. So I get it. But what I will say about Wentz is that he has that playmaking ability to show up when you need him to, to put the ball in the right spot to, to be elusive in the pocket and make something happen. Now, I don't know if that like I think that is a spark that can win key games for the team. So my my take on Wentz is is this: he needs to clean it up still. 
I think he also needs to be a little bit safer when he's running the ball because every time he runs, he's, he hasn't learned his lesson from the Jadavian Clowney head, it seems like. He still lunges head first from what, I'm, what I've seen. Um, I think he needs to just be a little bit more careful with the ball, with himself. If he can do that, then he propels himself into, you know, I'd say a top 15 quarterback in the league. But because of turnovers, that's what's holding him back, and it affects the team. And, it, and looking at the chat, too, to the question about is it more Doug, is it more Wentz, I, I think we'll find out more as Eagles get healthy. Yeah. I, I think – Listen, I, I'm a Doug Peterson fan. I don't even know. Yeah, I am, too. Yeah. It's funny. I'm a Carson Wentz fan, too. I think it's been a little bit of every – like, it's one of those things – you know, it reminds me of my golf game, right? Like, it's, if you say, well, what, what, what sucks about it? I'd be like, well – you know, like one minute I, I, I you know, my, my, my driving's off. Then the next minute, my, like my, my driving's great, but then my putting's not there. And then, you know, in between my, my mid game's horrible, right? My chipping's bad too, right? That's kind of been the Eagles, why their record, I feel like, has been what it is. There's just been one too many, like, bloopers to balloon the scorecard and the golf analogy. Um, and here they are. But at the same point, they're still not a bad team. That's why, that's why they're the number one team in the division right now. And I think, uh, I think that I, it's funny. I don't know why. I just have a weird feeling Washington is still going to win that division. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I just think I just had so uh, low of an opinion of Dwayne Haskins. I feel like this like bye week they'll reboot with the Alex Smith or, or Kyle Allen, like however they're going to tackle that. I don't know. I just have a weird feeling that, you know, something's going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. I, I think the Washington football team is going to be the – they're the toughest – they're the, the biggest challenge for the Eagles, I think. I think, like we said earlier, I think the health of the Eagles is going to be huge for them in the second stretch. And I like what the Facebook chat is saying um, about sl- he needs to slide and he needs to get rid of the ball, you know. So, yeah, it just comes down. If he can be a little bit more, you know, just be a little bit more protective of the ball and, and his body, then that's going to help them drastically, I think. Oh, for sure. Now, all right, let's keep in the NFC real quick here for a second. All right, right. So we got Bears and Saints. That was the four o'clock game. My heart was broken watching that. Obviously, you know, it was an interesting game too. You, so, you, first of all, you gotta give, you gotta give, uh, you gotta give Nick Bowles a little credit there. But a little comeback. It was twenty-three. Well, here's the thing with the Bears, right? How many times do we give them credit when they get them? It's almost like good for you for saving a lot of money. Yeah, but you were in credit card debt and you get a payoff like all of it. Like I don't know. Like, it, all right. So they, they t- you see the the touchdown. Um, to Mooney there to uh, cut it to three. Then they t- they kick the field goal right. And then the Saints, um, you know, go on to win that thing in overtime with uh, what was it twenty or thirty five yard field goal? Sorry. Um, so I don't know what um what do you think about this matchup? That's kind of what I'm my my thoughts are on this. Um, and look real quick, look at the chat. What did you think about the Eagles going from four and, fourth and three yesterday? I missed that. What uh. When, when I, I didn't see that play, I honestly didn't watch the second half. Or any of the funny thing is, I was about to say, I well, I'm trying to think if it was one I saw in the first was the first half or second. I, I, I fell asleep and so I had to like rewatch the highlights because I was so distraught that my emotions. It's funny when the Packers lose, I go to bed so early because I'm so emotionally drained. I'm just tuckered out. It was um, times I was I was getting tired. <laughs> it, it happens, but um, yeah, it was, it was a tough game to kind of just stay up for if you're a third party fan. Yeah, um, but, uh, but no, I I gotta say this. If the Bears are going to continue to have that pathetic of an offensive line, they need Mitch Trubisky to be the quarterback because Nick Foles is not a runner. You're joining that cult, dude. I I said I didn't think the Foles thing was ready to begin with. <laughs> I I think Trubisky needs to be the quarterback of the Bears, man. I Foles is looks listen. He looks I like him, but he looks bad, and it's because of the offensive line, like any quarterback would look. But if you have Trubisky, who can at least evade pressure half the time. It gives them a lot more chances to make a play happen. 
and you're not losing yards. You're not fumbling with a sack. You're not doing stupid crap, you know? So I'm like, I'm not a Bears fan by any means. But I'm just saying if they really want to take it seriously, they need to A, put your biscuit in, and B, stop running the ball in the middle for two yards every play. Ooh, Zach with the hot take. Yeah, because I, I love like, that. The only reason why I'm fiery over this is because I have Allen Robinson for fantasy and I needed him to go off. And <laughs> I was trying to get them. To, I was telling him to throw the ball, you know, and Nick Foles wasn't. But you know, it. that's the, that's the, one of the clearer opinions you're going to see because that means you're an unbiased fan that you're, but you're looking for, for some uh, Christmas there. Yeah. Yeah. And the Saints, I'm not impressed either, though. Like the Bears are not that good of a team. You should have beat them. If you're the Saints, if you're the Saints, you should win by more than three and not go to overtime. But well, and the, and I feel like it doesn't, it's funny because I feel like, it's cool because we'll double down on both these teams because next week New Orleans is at Tampa Bay on Sunday Night Football, and then the Bears go to Tennessee. Ooh. Well, yeah, I'll I tell mean, you what, Tennessee losing two in a row, they're going to come out swinging. I know. Doc, Egan, yikes. Yeah, so Bears are losing that one. I'll, I'll, I, that's the lock. I'm already calling it. I don't care what the spread is. That is the lock of the week next week. I think you might be right. <laughs> I think you might be right. Um, all right, but speaking of that, so you just mentioned – you actually, Zach, that was a perfect way to um, – um, yeah, <laughs> I love what Cole's saying in the chat is a Packers fan. He's all in for the Trubisky switch up. <laughs> and I don't disagree with him either. I love it. Um, and it's true. I feel like Foles like going with the Eagles. Uh, but uh, let me ask you. So, all right, we'll go to that Tennessee Cincy game here for a second. So, dude, good for Cincy. I mean, you know, it, I didn't expect. Well, you actually might call it. I was about to say I was the one saying take Tennessee minus seven and a half. You're the one saying that you thought the Bengals, you know, were going to maybe hang in there, and maybe win the game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I'm drinking the Joe Burrow Kool Aid, man. I mean, I, I just think he's the the guy is. You know, I know they're two five and one, but I think he's a winner. He's a gamer. You know, he. No turnover, two touchdown passes, 249 yards. Strong game against a really good defense. And I thought the bang, I thought the biggest issue was the Bengals defense, you know, stopping Henry. Yes, he did rush for over 100 yards, but hey, they only he only gave up 20 points. They only gave up 20 points to the Titans and they were able to put up points, so hey. Yeah, I was going to say so no turnovers. Yeah. For the Bengals, which I thought was pretty good. Let's spin it to the Titans here for a second, too. Not and, and you're right. And yeah. honestly, I can't stress enough how wrong I've been about Joe Burrow. But let me let me uh, throw this out there about the Titans. You'd think, oh, Titans, great defense. Dude, they have the second fewest sacks. They only have seven all season. They're the third worst team in third downs. And what's the other stat I have in here? Well, that's it. But it's still pretty bad. That's not good. <laughs> now, for a team who's five and two, and guess what? The Colts are tied with them for the lead now in the division. Um, you know, they lost, they clearly, you know, they lose to the Steelers who, you know, you know, I feel about the Steelers after the article I posted, but I do. Um, That's a good article, by the way, check it on the site. Nice. Oh no, yeah. Um, Titans, they need, like I said, they're going to come out angry next week against the bears. And I think it's going to be, I think they're going to run all over them. Honestly, we're going to, I think it's a good litmus test for both teams. Adversity on both sides coming off a loss. It's not that bad of a trip for Chicago. They can win that game. It's not like some extreme temperature in Tennessee, right? Like, it's a good test for both squads. I, I'll be interested to see uh, who pulls that out. I Tennessee, I feel like I'm with you. If they lose that game, though, then I think you start smacking the panic button, right? If Tennessee loses, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. 100%. All right, so I feel like one of the least interesting games of the week. But, hey, you know, it, it was it was a gritty football game, and what would you expect anywhere out on uh, old Lake Erie, right? The Browns lose at home. They're now five and three, which we were like, they're five and two, right? They're five and three now. They lost to the Raiders 16 to six. Now, granted, albeit it was six, six going into the fourth quarter. Um, but obviously, kind of like right before uh the quarter kicked off, 
Derek Carr found Hunter Renfro uh, to give him the lead. Right as the fourth quarter, like I said, kicked off. Uh, yeah, I mean, good, good, gritty win for the Raiders. And they obviously got an insurance field goal at the end, uh, and they get the win. So they're they're that team. It's just like what? Like they're four and three now. I like what? What do you take from this game? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Raiders are. They're not like glitzy, glamorous, or a sexy team by any means, but I think, I think with Gruden as their coach, they're just they're just grinding a lot of a lot of these wins out, and they're kind of going under the radar a little bit. I mean, four and three, you know, in that division, it's clearly you know the Chiefs' division, I'd say, obviously, but the Raiders are right there. The Raiders are, are right there, especially now with the Chargers just doing what the Chargers do. I thought they were going to snap out of that, but they didn't. So yeah, that and the Broncos, you know, the Raiders could sneak up and get a wild card spot. It's fine. I'm also looking to, I love what, the, what Cole was saying in the chat, how the best defense for the Titans is handing Derek Henry the ball for 50 times and chewing the clock. Are you doing all right, by the way? I, I know the game's about to start. Oh, I'm good. You know, I have, uh, <laughs> I have kind of low expectations for tonight. I'm obviously excited to watch. Do you have team. it on yet? Well, no, I, I, don't have, I don't have a TV in my room, but. All right, all right. I got it. I got it. All right, we'll start whipping through this I have this my phone here. I can have it on. <laughs> okay, all right. But, um, yeah. All right, so that's yeah. No, we're, all right. Let's move on. Here. we got we got a few more games here. We'll we'll, we'll start rolling through it. Ready? Okay. This is one I don't even have highlights for. Rams Dolphins, right? So we'll work through that. That was a game I actually thought. But did I say that on the show that that was a lock? The guy go to the Dolphins. You did. You did. Yeah. You were all on the Dolphins bus. It's that's a good. hard time to go down there and try to win a game down there. Uh, so I don't know. I thought uh, two. I mean, Grant, he was all right. Stat line was okay. Uh, but this was more about their special teams. And I mean, he had a. Here's all right. You know, what? I want to blow your mind with some stats. This is actually the most interesting thing. Ready? Hmm. Allow me. I'll pull the old old notebook out. Ready? Oh boy. So the Rams. This is talking about game about turnovers, right? So the Rams had four turnovers. Uh, so that's yeah, that's not good. Uh, so that's by the loss. But the Rams had 471 yards. Miami had 145. Wow. The Rams had 31 first downs. Miami had eight. <laughs> Miami won the game 28 to 17. And, and like I said, now here's it's funny because the stats don't tell everything, right? Because there's a 73-yard touchdown return, fumble return for a touchdown. There's a punt return for a touchdown for Miami, right? Uh, and they clamped down in the second half. They had a lead. I mean, that's a good win for them. Yeah, that's a good win over a team that we saw, you know, was was dominating in their their game from the week before. So, big win and look out for Miami. Especially the Bills are looking a little shaky lately. So, look out for Miami. And speaking of that, let's get to their game real quick. So, did they officially dethrone the Patriots? And good God, what, what an ending! Should we talk about that real quick first? Well, answer that real quick, and then we'll then we'll get to it. Yeah, Cam needs to needs to realize the fundamentals of the game that if you're running on the left side of the field near the sideline, you have to have the ball in your left hand. So if it does fumble, it goes out of bounds. I'll never forget that's one of the first things my dad taught me about when holding a football. He taught me about the five points of pressure, and then he taught me about how if you're running towards, always have the ball on, on the side of your side, like sideline side, if you will. Exactly. Um, good God, I, they're done, aren't they? I. Like I said, like I said on yesterday, I don't want to, I don't want to rule out Bill Belichick, but it's it's starting to look like it a little bit. If they string yeah. together a couple more losses, don't be surprised if they throw Stidham in just to see what they got and that, so they can learn what to do in their draft. Yeah. So. Um, it's and dude, his comments were so bizarre today. Yeah, did you like, hear that? You, it's so funny. The only reason I didn't, add, it's crazy that it's actually like in a weird way, like a blessing in disguise. We came on late. Because I was trying to cut the highlights, load them all up and stuff for the show after work. And it was wild because I had saw earlier in the day 
that he had said, Bill Belichick, that is, said on like a radio show, like kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of how he, like, you know, what do you want? We only pay Cam Newton a million dollars, blah, 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 right? Like, it's like, it's just, we, we had a plan. We sold all out basically when these Super Bowls a few years ago. And now we're basically, you know, paying the tax on it yeah. uh, with a carcass of <laughs> roster. It, it was just so not like him to say something like that. Yeah, because he, he's usually not that vocal with how he feels like in those situations. So, and it's funny with Cole saying, like, did he make excuses? Because I agree. Oh, and by the way, I love what the chat's saying too about the the weather tonight. So we'll get to that about the Giants game in a second. But, but yeah, I mean, like, dude, Belichick making some excuses. That's that's kind of my take. I'm like, you don't say those things. Like, you're not that guy. Like, maybe shiver a little bit. I don't even like the Patriots, but it was just like, woo, like it's a little weird as a football person. Very strange. Very strange. Um, so real quick, who do you like in that AFC East race then? I still think the Bills, but I, like I said before the season started, the Dolphins are getting a wild card spot this year. So, yeah, you're right. And you're really looking good with that. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, let's flip over real quick to, and do, uh, actually, you want to do one more AFC thing? Well, let's just do Steelers and Ravens real quick. We'll keep in the AFC. Um, oh, don't forget, Zach, this was the coolest game ever. Uh, all right, so Claypool scores the touchdown, right? And that was a great comeback, right? So the the the, the um blah, the Steelers are seven and zero. They were down seventeen to seven in this game. Claypool scores that touchdown about seven and a half minutes ago, right? The Ravens have a chance to come back in and you know win the game. Lamar gets stopped, or no, I'm sorry, not Lamar. Uh, Dobbins gets or no, it was Lamar gets stopped on that uh that fourth down, right? The Steelers take the lead. They're seven and zero. Like I said, they're the only undefeated team in football. Spun in Pittsburgh. Always spun in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but here we are, right? Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson, I don't know what's going on there. He hasn't been playing up to uh, what everyone expects of him lately. So we'll see. But the Steelers' defense is just suffocating, plain and simple, suffocating defense. And, you know, I hate to say it, I think the only thing that is that is like a, a slight worry for me on them is, is Big Ben and some of the decisions he makes, some of the decisions he's making. But besides that, I, they're, my, they're, they're going for it, man. Dude, Cole's got a great question in the chat. So he was asking, he said, you know, he saw that the Chiefs have the easiest, like, on paper remaining schedule uh, mathematically. Do they catch the Steelers? Probably because the Steelers, Steelers, that division they're playing in is tough. And the Steelers will most likely probably lose, you know, two, three games. I'm thinking 13 and three for the Steelers. So, yeah, I think it's very possible for sure. Yeah, I think it could be. It's going to be interesting to see. I need to see how it plays out a little more. I think like I don't think Pittsburgh's the team that like hits their stride too early. So that's like what's kind of scary about this. They might be pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all right, but let's go to the NFC real quick. It's talking about a, a, a pretty meaningful game, although it really did not. I mean, it's funny. That I actually, in a weird way, think the score made it look better than it actually was. Um, but yeah. So DK Metcalf goes off. The 49ers absolutely roll San Fran twenty. Or so it was. The final was 37 to 27. Yeah. Or 20, okay. Yeah. That's okay. funny. I have 24 written down in my notes. And I was like, that's not it. Um, but yeah, DK went off. It was never really close. 27 to 7 at one point in the game, right? Uh, the, I think, honestly, the biggest takeaways for San Fran is, right? Garoppolo got hurt. Kittle got hurt. And he'll be out for. Um, for a couple of weeks, I think for about eight weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's my takeaway. I mean, I don't know. I think. Uh, San Fran, they're they're on the ropes on Thursday. We'll talk about that obviously a little bit more later in the week. Um, with with the Packers and, and 49ers on Thursday night football, the rematch of the NFC championship game. But uh I think uh I don't know. I think that 
I don't know how much we take away from this. I don't know. I think Seattle's good. Like they, they always do this, or they win a few games like this. Yeah, it's the same old. Seattle was playing in Seattle. Seattle's good. The 49ers are on the decline, and now they're now they're banged up, so they're going to be even more on the, on the decline. So that's my takeaway. They're San Fran, even though they're talented, will probably be the worst team in the NFC West, which is saying a lot for that division. Yeah, you're right. Um, all right, so let's wrap up the recaps real quick on uh, for week gate real quick with the Broncos comeback though, right? There, another you know, whew, what, what a comeback that was. They're down twenty four to three. They come back, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. Each QB had a really nice showing with three TDs, three passing TDs, passing TDs each. That's like a tongue twister. Um, brutal loss for the Chargers though, by the way. I mean, but you know, this is like becoming a thing with their with their team. It's well, like, dude. It, and mind you, you're going to see in this highlight tape, they lose on the last play of the game. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, KJ KJ, it was the Penn State show with KJ Hamler and, and Deshaun Hamilton. I'm pretty sure Hamilton scores this touchdown in the highlight film. No, no, it's the next one. Um, that tied it up. And then Hamler's the one. Yeah, it's right here up the middle of the field. Yeah, Hamler won it. Yep. Yeah, and then Hamler with the one uh, where you guys were right in the back of the end zone. It was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. This is a huge win for Denver. They stay alive. They're what? They're three and four now. The Chargers are probably screwed at two and five. Is Anthony Lynn on the hot seat, by the way? Here's the last play of the game, by the way, for anyone watching. So, uh, you know, Drew Locke rolls out to the right and he finds Hamler. And oh, I mean, what a catch, too. But I mean, what do you think? Is Anthony Lynn on the hot seat? Oh, 100%. Because this has been the thing. This has been the thing for his whole career there as the Chargers coach. Yes, they went 12 and four the one year, which is great. But besides that, what have they done? They've lost a lot of games and. Games they should have won, like this one. You know, every they have such a talented team, and it's 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 a waste. It's a waste right now, and it's really sad, dude. It's brutal. It's I, I like Anthony Lynn. I think he's a great. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a great person. Like he he has a, a lot of good philosophy and good culture there. But for some reason, they just can't get the job done. And the NFL's a business. You got to get the job done. So and dude, they're at the steel or they're at the Falcons next week, and then the the, the Chargers have the Raiders at home. So that that's kind of interesting. A little AFC West action. So, like, in theory, they could win both those games, but are they? Yeah. You know, so we'll see. All right, so real quick, let's get to it. The Monday Night Football game is about to start. Um, what do you think? We don't even have to dive too much into this. I know you're nervous. We like the Giants as a spread we talked about earlier. Yeah. And I'll run through some stats real quick. The um, the Bucks and the Giants are both 4-3 and three against the spread for any betters. Uh, and the Giants have covered three of the last four times. There you out go. In the game they covered last week. Um Although your offense has still been abysmal, you're 31st in yards. You're also 31st in points per game. You don't have Hernandez or Devontae Freeman tonight. Uh, but the uh, the Bucs don't have Chris Godwin, obviously. And I'm sure most people are watching the game, too. So they're hearing this on the broadcast. Um, and their defense is pretty damn good. Their number one rushing defense only getting up 66 yards a game. Can you teach me that, Packers fans are saying? Um, they're Yeah, they're the only – uh, they're third, I'm sorry, in yards per game uh, with 291. And they give up – they're – they got 25 sacks this year. So that's second in the NFL. Uh, and Tom Brady is 4-3 and three against the Giants. Uh, let me throw some other stats at you. The Giants have won two of the last three against the Bucs, but the, at the last three games, they've all been decided by a grand total of six points. Obviously, there was a comeback with Daniel Jones last year. Um, yeah, there's a lot to chew on with this game, Zach, uh, being the Monday Night Football game. But uh, And Brady's got 15 touchdown passes, one reception. Ronald Jones looks good. Uh, and Joe Judge and Brady are seeing each other for the first time. So that's all my spiel. That's all the facts. Now get out there and make some sense of this for me. The only way the Giants can be competitive in this game, obviously the defensive stuff, you know, clearly. Daniel Jones cannot commit a turnover tonight. And in order to do that, we're going to need to see a lot of quick, you know, two-step slants, quick 
quick, creative plays. We need to see a lot of creativity from Jason Garrett tonight. If we don't, then he's not a real offensive coordinator. And I will say that right here. So, like, fair. get get Jones moving, do some bootlegs or whatever to, to kind of, like, get away from some pressure. You know, do some – have some creativity tonight because that's – honestly, this game, it, you know, what do the Giants have to lose? So, like, put it all on the table. Thing. So. so, the two things I'll bring up. So, one, Tom Brady's never lost to one team one – win, uh, one win team before. Uh, but here's what's also interesting. We talked about this, the Vegas effect, the Joe G effect, right? If you go out and play in Las Vegas, win or lose, especially if you win, you always lose the next week. It's like a hangover. I'm all about the Giants plus 12 and a half tonight. I think you guys get the win. Monday Night Football is starting to get a little kicked off here. That's my that's my takeaway. I think that's the pick. I think you take the Giants. I think they might win the game tonight. Hey, I would love it. I'd love that. Let's go. Big blue. Right, real quick, do you want to do a little Mojo Monday? Yeah, sure. My mojo is going to be – it was Joe Burrow, like I was saying earlier, but the Bengals, you know, taking the win over the Titans, they're really uh, they're really showing that they're a competitive team, I think. And I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if we string together, if they string together. A couple more couple more victories here before the season winds down. And, oh, yeah, I mean, dude, I, there's, they are kind of a feel-good story. It's nice to always see those teams, especially when you're the first to pick in the draft. Like, you know, like they, that whole, like – Worst team, you know, turning around stuff. Well, um, it, it's clear that Burrow is not a bust, you know, so that they should feel good and, co- and confident and comfortable with that. Yeah. So. Um, and I'll throw mine's a little. It's weird. Mine's well, not weird. It's mine's sadder. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a Mojo Monday, but I think it's, there's something to be said about celebrating life, and and you know, it's not about how many years you live; it's what you do in them. Um, and Travis Roy's a living example of that. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the E60 on him. It's unbelievable. He played hockey at BU, uh, Boston University, and I want to say it was the first 15 seconds of his first shift his freshman year. He went in to play a puck around the boards, and his neck went right in. I think he fractured four vertebrae, if I remember the story correctly. Um, Yet was paralyzed, the whole thing. And he did so much just for that community, um, and he passed away over this weekend. But – you know, I I think, and especially you watch that documentary. Unfortunately, I never had the chance, the pleasure of meeting him. But I think you'd you'd see, it, and I, I highly recommend everyone to watch. It. There's some really really cool stuff there in that in that video. But I think he was the type of person to that point that would want to celebrate life and celebrate what he did in his life. And he did so much for that community um, with disabilities, right? And 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 it was incredible. Um, you know, just helping people that are paralyzed, etc. And and I think. Uh, you know, you want to celebrate that. So I know it's a little bit of a, of a maybe an interesting twist on Mojo Monday, but I think one nonetheless worth celebrating. Yeah, puts it in perspective. So that's, that's a good one. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank everyone for – oh, look at this. Number Night Football is starting off. So I want to thank everyone for watching uh, tonight. Real quick, you know, we got to give ourselves a little love, though. If you want to check us out um, – and this is cool, too, because we're on YouTube now and Facebook. If you want to check us out on Twitch, i got to build these gra- – got to update these graphics. But if you want to check us out on Twitch, you can give us a follow to the heart to the left. Subscription to the right, um, and it's free if you have Amazon Prime to subscribe to us on Twitch. But uh, it's only four ninety nine for a month, if not, and you get some cool stuff doing that. And then uh, check us out on social media at underscore get sidetracked, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And then check us out on Spotify and iTunes for all the audio episodes. You can check all that cool stuff out. Uh, like I said, there's a Twitch thing. I know. Got to do an update. Got to do an update here on this on these graphics, Zach. Uh, but check us out on the website too at www.get-sidetrack.com. And hey, while you're at it, if you're on the website, hey, there's some cool stuff on the store, right? The holidays are right around the corner. I'm going to keep saying that for two months. So I got I got to change up my material. Uh, but check us out on the website as well uh, for all sorts of cool stuff um, that you can rock all four seasons. So this is a lot of fun. We got the great John Henry coming on the show tomorrow. I didn't tell you that. We got Johnny Boy coming on tomorrow. This is going to be a lot of fun. 
Uh, and we'll do some more vending. Uh, yeah, well, hey, you know, the, the two bottom feeders in the, in the fantasy world, we're, we're going to do some venting tomorrow, Zach. So we're going to have some fun fantasy football hey, chatter. And, and, I've lost and, two in a row, so I need, I need some venting myself. Hey, we can talk. We'll talk. Maybe we should get some cigars or something. That'd be fun. Perfect. That'd be fun. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back on the air tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern time, and I'll actually be, you know, getting our production on, so not on at 7.20 this time. Uh, we want to thank everyone for a lot. The chat was great. We had a lot of great people in there tonight. This was a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll see everyone tomorrow in the living room at 7 o'clock. Uh, Zach, any departing words before uh, before you get out there? Well, well, we'll see. Our defense needs to, needs to step up tonight. So go Giants. Let's see what just happened here. I'll tell you real quick. Oh, I'm watching. I have it on my phone. Uh, all right all right all right, all right. Yep. we'll turn around we'll turn around it's only gonna be good from here all right but uh we'll see everyone in the living room right back here uh tomorrow at seven o'clock cheers everyone.